You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Okay, back in April during the Heart Conference, we did something a little extra fun to give our attendees, aka you, a chance to be on this show. We had our podcast audio engineer, Hayden, set up a little mini podcast studio for our attendees to join a few podcast episodes with us. And we had them ask Evie and I some questions that we'd answer on a future show, which is this episode. It's here. Hello. (laughs) Anyways, you asked us questions ranging from what should we tell a multi-passionate entrepreneur who is dealing with burnout to our number one piece of advice for someone just starting their business all the way to some personal questions on our most difficult seasons and what we learn from them, all the way to some fun ones like what we'd be doing if we weren't in our current line of work. This is just such a fun episode and such a fun way to have you, our podcast listeners, like actually on this show, like not just us saying the you know question. It's like, you you get it. Okay, uh, so buckle up and get ready for a fun variety of questions and answers. Also stay tuned for the end because there is a surprise question that you need to hear. It is funny. It is, it is great. It is good. So without further ado, let's get to it. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast live Q&A. It's not actually live, but you know what I mean. Like, are you, the listeners? <laughs> it's like actual verbal questions, not just Which is like so us. Fun. Yeah. We've, we've talked about doing this for a while, but it was really fun to actually be able to do it with attendees in person and, yes. and podcast listeners in person. That was so cool. So well, I know our friend Angie, I think she has something on her website that like lets people literally like just record submit questions. Um, like on their iPhone or something. Yeah. And I've always been like, oh, that's really cool. We've just never gotten around to doing it, but this is kind of our version of it now. This is the moment. Just kidding. But let's go ahead. We're going to dive in and let you ask your questions and then we'll share our answers. Let's go. Hi, my name is Ashley Robinson. I'm from a small town in Wisconsin. And my question is, what is the advice you would give to somebody starting their business from scratch? What is the one thing that you would tell somebody to start with if they were to redo their business all over again? Oh, oh, that's good. <laughs> Wait, I feel like, I feel like, okay, Ashley, is that two different questions? It's like, what would you tell somebody who's just starting their business versus what would you tell somebody who's starting over? I feel like that's two different things. Am I, did I, I understand I, that? I think, Not right? I think she's meaning like the first part. And I think it was like, if you could go back and start your business all over, what's one thing okay. that you would, I'm tracking. Okay. I think. Oh, I don't. Okay. 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 <laughs> I, I have thoughts. I have two, I'm, two I'm, primary in this moment, thoughts. Hold on. I'm just now realizing I, where my child gets. Eloise has started doing like, she goes, oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, oh. okay. okay. <laughs> like, and it's so cute. And I'm just now realizing because I'm just like, okay, 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 okay. You're I'm like, I'm picking up on this. 
Yep. Or or she's learned it from you, one of the two. (laughs) Yeah, one of them. (laughs) Okay, so the two thoughts, Ashley, that really pop into my head. I know you said one thing, but but there are two things. That's really hard. I know. There's two things. Number one, if I had to pick one, it would be this one thing. God, as your co-CEO, will revolutionize your life and your business. Everything will be so much more full of joy and peace and um, aligned with his purpose. And the blessings that come from inviting God into your business are unmatched. And that's number Uh. one. The second thing that popped into my head that I really believe this for any and every entrepreneur is, especially you mentioned, Ashley, like specifically starting your business from scratch give yourself a lot of grace and a lot of time. Like it's not going to happen overnight unless some magical miracle rainbow dust starts like sprinkles on, you know, that is not the norm for anything to happen, quote unquote, overnight. And even the quote unquote, overnight situations are not overnight. So giving yourself time and being willing to stick it out and, and continue to work, even if stuff doesn't feel like it's just clicking overnight, like put in the work and don't be afraid of the hard work and give it some time. That's my mm. second thought. That's really good. Well, I mean, anything that comes after your first point is just like every, like that's it's literally, secondary. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is secondary. So like, again, reiterating Evie's first point, God as CEO, like, like put hit, like, yeah, all that. Um, the thing that I, that came to my mind is you have to shut off comparison. Like yep. you have to rip it out and, and shred it and rip it up and say, no, like comparison does not get a say in my life story. It does not get a say in how I view myself. Um, because you will just flounder. I, I, and like just struggle in imposter syndrome. If you're always comparing your status of how fast you're going in your business or where you're at or all the accolades that you may or may not have, or what your actual product or your work looks like, like you will always be comparing if if you're stuck in that mindset. So you have to just own who God made you to be. You have to own your story, own your journey and know that it's okay if it doesn't look like everybody else's. Um, That's the other thing I would say. That's so good. I mean, it's, it's very true when people say, or the quotes say like, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison kills. Like that will destroy your business, your progress, your confidence, all of it. If you allow that to continue to stay and grow in your business. So true. Good. All right. Moving on to the next question. Okay. If you weren't in this line of work, what career would you want to pursue? I recognize that (laughs) voice. That is from our podcast manager, Allie. I see you, girl. You got on the mic. Okay. Hi, Allie. Uh, mm. I think I've answered this before, and I think I've said a comedian. Um, I still maybe stand by. I don't know. I, I could see that. I also, I don't know. Maybe this is just me. I could say, I could maybe see a comedian. I could maybe see actress. Although the more I, I don't know. And maybe that's wishful thinking. I could also see like interior designer, except I'm actual trash at it. So that's just wishful <laughs> thinking. I just like putting things together, but I'm not good at it. So I, mm, I'm floundering. Um, let's go with comedian. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. <laughs> I feel like all of those could work. <laughs> um, okay. The, the, the two things, the first thing that popped into my head was interior designer, but oh really? Well, see, you're yes. better at it than I am. I think. Well, I just love it. I don't know. I'm always like, I'm a very, very, very visual person and I love interior design. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I've talked to one of our good friends, Brie, um, from Brighton Made. 
she is amazing in interior yeah, design. So whatever but- that woman has, I don't possess that ability. <laughs> to, but I want the ability to do what she does, uh, but I can't. She is amazing. But w- I've talked to her and she was like, I really, 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 really wanted to be an interior designer. She's like, but then I realized... I didn't think I could design other people's houses when I like completely hated their style. And I was like, oh, that's true. Because you have to like, in interior design, if you're designing for other people, you have to match their vision, not yours. Yeah. So I, could, well, I don't know about that. The other- <laughs> I don't know if we're relating it back to photography though. Like if you have a photography style, you own that niche and you try as much as you can to get clients that that want that. That's that true. Sense. That's true. We're getting off topic. Anyways, interior designer, I could see that. Um, the other thing I could see myself maybe doing, but I don't, I've never had the guts for it, would be like a musician, like a professional singer. Oh, musician. wait. Okay. I've said this before on the podcast, but again, it needs to be reiterated. <laughs> Y'all, we are sitting on the next generation's Mariah Carey, and we don't even know it because she won't open her freaking mouth. Guys, I'm not kidding. Evie can sing like a freaking angel and she doesn't even... I am so mad. Okay. You're yes, like yes, my number yes, one hype woman, but I, I it's appreciate not that. Even, it's not even like, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do a new intro and you're going to sing the song. Screw that. Like, screw that. We're going to do... You're going to sing it. Although that's not really... Okay. Never mind. I... <laughs> I love how off topic we go out with that one. That was a good question. Before I get more embarrassed about singing or anything related, let's go to the next question. I just also don't understand you're the most confident person ever, but then like not when it comes to music, but that's like your genuine, not that's not your only talent. You are very talented, but it's like one of the best, like what is going on? I have, I have had to work through that over the years. I'm definitely not through working through that, but I, I really feel like it's, all right. it's all right. a whole thing. Mariah Carey will come. We just got to sleep a little longer, guys. It's going to come. I love it. Okay, next question. My name is Susanna Brogan. I'm a photographer out of Spokane, Washington. And my question for Evie and Lindsay is, what would be the best piece of advice that you could give to a multi-passionate entrepreneur coming out of a season of burnout, health complications, and loss and grief? How to gain clarity and motivation in business again? Oh, that's a really good question. It's a That's really, a good, really question. good question. I feel like out of, uh, I feel like uh, Evie, maybe you've struggled a little bit more with burnout than I have. Yeah. And I think I've maybe recently struggled more with grief with my miscarriage than you have. Yeah. But I don't know if you could also recorrect me if that no, is not No, no, I think accurate. that, I think that's correct. But like, I don't know if she like means, I, I don't know if I've struggled with burnout because of grief, but I will say, I think the first thing, my, my first advice is to give yourself grace to yeah. not like jump back in immediately, yeah. um, which, which is hard if financially you feel the pressure like you have to. So there is that. But I, I would say like, if at all possible, I, I think it's a really safe thing to say that like life sucks sometimes for everybody. Yeah. And there will always be seasons in the world, in our, in, I don't know what I'm saying, like in our lives where S-H-I-T is going to hit the fan. And I think setting up systems and processes before it does is really helpful for when it does, right? Um, Granted, that's not the question she asked. I was just like, well, if we could back it up and go before the crap happened, that's what I would say, like prep, you know, systems, outsourcing, if you can, like all, all of those things that we, you know, talk about on the podcast always, but like after the fact, give yourself grace. And then I would say like, I think actually our friend Jordan Julie said this, um, like a while ago is to like, when you're trying to step back into like daily life, whether it's daily life or business, 
pick one thing per day. Like, don't try to step back into it and be like, oh, I'm going to tackle my business again. I'm going to do everything like after this big grief or this burnout or whatever, like tackle one thing a day, even if it's something as simple as like going for a walk around the block or making your lunch or something like that where it's like, okay. And then like slowly as you get back into it slowly and feel refreshed and, and it's, it, that task gets easier than add another task. That's what I would suggest. Evie, do you have any other thoughts? I just kind of want to reiterate what you said at the beginning of like giving yourself grace. It, it, like Lindsay mentioned, and I I know I've talked about this before, but um, I hit the deepest and hardest burnout uh, I've ever experienced. I've never, I honestly hadn't really experienced anything close to burnout until last year. Um, Last year was crazy. 2021 was a wild year of business and life for me. Um, And I, I hit, rock bottom business burnout, not rock bottom, but it was, it was bad. Um, and it took me, I would say it has been up until this spring. So it's been months of really intentionally trying to, uh, make space for myself, give myself grace, allow myself to not feel the same, like passion and like nonstop energy and, you know, all of the, the, the fire and drive and like, I could work all night and still be stoked in the morning like that I used to feel. I gave myself a lot of grace and it took time. It took me being intentional with taking time off and allowing myself to kind of be okay in a season of like work felt like work to me for the first time ever in my whole life. Like it it felt like a job and it felt like like I don't want to say like a chore, but it was like this is work and responsibility that I hadn't, I hadn't felt that with any of my work before. Um, and I had to learn to be okay with that for a season and to be like, okay, I don't have to feel the same way that I used to feel in my business. And I know I'm going to get back, but like, it's okay in this season for me to feel really tired of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just now gotten back to a place where I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like I'm ready. Um, but it, it took me months of really kind of feeling like, eh, if I could be doing something else right now, like sitting on the beach, I would. Like, I don't want to be sitting here at my desk. Um, so that's the one thing. Just giving yourself permission and giving yourself time. Burnt, you do not recover from intense burnout overnight. It does not happen unless God just is like, here, let me heal you, which is great. Pray for that. But that's the one thing I would say. The other thing is making sure, for me, what was really important was keeping my eyes on the ultimate like goals that I had and, and kind of pulling myself out of the like daily nitty gritty chore tasks that I kind of felt like I had to do and like making sure I kept my eyes on the old, like the big picture. And what I think that does is it keeps your focus on like, it it helps create clarity and focus for you of why you're doing what you're doing and not just like this feeling of being on a hamster wheel, which when you're experiencing burnout, very much feels, it feels like you're trapped in a cage with a hamster wheel that you can't stop. Like, it's like you, you have to keep going and there is, there is no letting off. Um, so kind of keeping that, like the eyes up instead of just looking at like, I can't stop it. There's, it, there's a lock on the cage and I feel like, you know, all this stuff, um, yeah. keeping your eyes on like, okay, I, you know, I'm going towards this. I'm going towards the ability to be at home with my kids or, you know, whatever the big picture is, like kind of keeping your eyes on that and being like, it's not just the day in and day out. It's the big picture of what I'm working towards. So those are my thoughts. But I also just want to say like, 
burnout is real and it is really tough. And it it happens to the best of us, whether we have the best intentions of like trying to, you know, keep it at bay or not. And you are not alone in that by any means. So keep your chin up, um, find people who can help walk through it with you and give yourself a lot of grace in this season. Hey, I'm Mariah Miller. And my question is for Lindsay and Evie. Um, what did you guys expect to get out of the conference? Um, and then what did you also not expect to get out of the conference that you still got? Oh, oh that's shoot. Good. Okay. <laughs> first of all, first of all, hi, Mariah. <laughs> she lives near me. We're friends. Okay. Um, wow. That's such a good question. What was it again? What, what did we expect to get out? And what did we not expect to get out? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I expect, what did I expect to get out? I expect, oh, I don't know. Actually, I expected it to be a fun time. Yeah. I expected it to be fun. I was going to say, I don't, I don't feel like we had a ton of expectations going in because we'd never done a big conference I, like that. I had a hope it would be life-changing, but I don't know yes. if I would sit there and be like, I expected it to be life-changing. Like, I was maybe like, in like our, our marketing copy, we were like, <laughs> it will be life-changing. But like, you know, you, you with your first one, you got to like suspend some disbelief a little bit there, but I can firmly say on the other side, life-changing. And that's not just my words. There well, are captions oh. and reviews that say so. Anyways. Wait, I have the I have a thought. I don't know if this would be like my final answer to Mariah's question, but I almost feel like the thing that I kind of expected was for it to be life-changing for the students. Like that's what I hoped. The thing that I got out of it that I didn't expect was for me to feel like my life was flipping changed by that week. Yes, I would 100% agree with that. Again, like I don't want to sit here and be like we expected it to be life-changing, but like yeah. that we hoped that. But yes, 100%. Like, like I didn't I, expect we we're about to say this. <laughs> I didn't expect to walk away from that like so rocked by the student, the attendees, like the friendships that were made, the impacts that we had with that conference unknowingly by like something that we did that we didn't even realize or whatever. And I also didn't expect like, I love that the last question was about burnout because I honestly feel like the conference was one of the final things that like pulled me out of burnout, which sounds weird because mm-hmm. it was so much work, but being well, there there's, in there's person. There's never been a, a bigger affirmation in our lives that we are extroverts after that conference. Like we were on fire afterwards. Everyone is like, you're going to be dead. You're going to be so like burnt out after like such an, an energy intensive thing. And like, we were like feeling worse before the conference than we did after. Yeah. Afterwards, I was like, I was on like, I was still running, especially because the conference was so much work. Walking into it, I was like, it was work. I was having to like pedal the metal to get to the conference. And then post-conference, I was like, tank is full. Every, like, I am in a brand new, like, race car. I am ready to go. Like, and I don't think I expected that in any stretch of the imagination. And being so impacted by students and just their stories and the things that they're doing and how powerful they are. And like, it was so inspiring and encouraging to me talking to people face-to-face again. And we were reminded yet again of how deeply extroverted we are because we were like people. (laughs) What I was going to say was I I did not expect the amount of people to come up to me and be like, you have changed my life. And I don't want to say that in a, in a way that sounds like pompous or, or like, I genuinely did not expect that. And I think it, it was so humbling and a reminder of like, oh wow, like God is moving when I am faithful to him. And it, it was just such a cool experience that 
I literally, I will never forget. So this is a story for anybody that wasn't there. We had a dance party and the fact, like, you know, you have created something good when like the party stops because it is like the DJ is contracted to leave. Like, <laughs> like the music stopped and everybody was so excited to be there. Did not want to leave that. Like the music, yeah. there was no more music and people were still on the dance floor just like chatting. Yeah. Like people would not leave. And I was like, whoa. But specifically so with the dance party, our planner came over to us and was like, hey, um, the DJ is like wanting to know, like, what do you want your last song to be? And I was like, I don't know where I thought of this, like uh, the week before, but I was like, wait, our mission statement for the heart is to bring heaven to earth, like specifically through creative entrepreneurship. And I was like, isn't there a song that like talks about that? I was like, wait, hold on. There's a song that's like, Ooh, baby, do you know? Okay. But again, I'm not the Mariah Carey in this relationship. <laughs> she is so I'm gonna have her sing it on the spot. No, I'm good. I'll pass. Thanks. Oh my gosh. I can't even. Okay. Guys, I'm so fresh. Anyways, you get, I don't know who the song, the art, I still to this day don't know who the artist is. It's like not a famous person. I don't think. But, but everyone like, knows the song. It's like, Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. This, yeah, anyways, that's the song we picked for the end because it was like Belinda Carlisle, I think. Yeah. Who the heck is even that? Whatever. We love you, Belinda Carla. Is she alive even? I don't even know. Anyways, I don't know how old the song is. Anyways, 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 let me get back on track. She played it. And like we, I just have like um, an out of body experience. I don't even know. Like we were, everyone was jumping and dancing and singing to it. And like, we looked at each other when the song ended and like, you were just like, I just started, I just started like sobbing. Yeah. Cause it was just like so emotional of like, literally we built this. I mean, God built it, honestly. Like, but just like going after a dream and not knowing how it would end up and just like being at a conference with like 150 people. Like I I was, and then like everyone was dancing and everyone was having a good time. And then like we hugged and then everybody like started clapping around us. And then they started chanting heart, 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 And then they hugged us. And then they, yeah, they swarmed us. Like a mosh pit, kind not a mosh pit, but like they swarmed us and gave us like a like an outer hug, if that makes sense. A good group hug. It was it was, emo- uh, it was, it was emotional. So emotional. I, I did, did not, not expect. Yeah, I did not expect any of that. Um, also, I did not expect. I just, we got a photo with Donald Miller. I mean, I know we obviously, but like I didn't expect that. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> we love Donald Miller. I, I did funny. not expect. I just had a moment. I think I had a. I had. I don't know if this is. I didn't expect this feeling to come, but like I had a moment when when Don was doing his keynote, I was standing in the back and I just like looking around as he was talking. And I like, I think it was, he came and he was standing and this is what got me. He was standing in front of our backdrop that had our logo. And I was like, that logo wouldn't exist if we had not created something called the heart university. Like I just had a moment where I was like, the only reason that Donald Miller is standing on a stage in a room with people in it is because of something that like we had the courage to do. That shook. Yeah. I was like, I had a moment where I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I think we just, the, the bottom line is we got very wrecked by God during that week. And like, yeah. it was, it was the boost of a reminder of us doing what we're supposed to be doing. And like, just, we, I think we both felt like the pride and blessing and favor of the Lord on us that week in a way that like just really wrecked us. Yeah. So yeah. that was good. Let us know if you want us to do another one. Cause that'd be cool. That would, I, I was so on fire after that one. I'm down. We know that many of you listeners have Shopify stores, and we have a great company to help you save even more money while shipping, Buku. Yes, from running Swim, I know just how complicated and time-consuming shipping can be. And today's sponsor helps take all of the headaches out of shipping. 
Buku Ship gives you the ability to dynamically rate shop, meaning that you are directly connected to multiple carriers and display the lowest shipping price in your cart. They empower stores to give an Amazon-style checkout experience, making your customers' shipping choices more about when the package will arrive and less focus on the price of shipping. Plus, Buku also helps Shopify stores expand shipping internationally without the headache. Like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes. So to find out more, visit www.bukuship, that's B-U-K-U, ship.com forward slash heart and hustle to sign up for a free seven-day trial. And once again, that is www.bukuship.com forward slash heart and hustle for free seven-day trial. And that link will be in the show notes as well. If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. If you're ready to uplevel your business, serve your clients like never before, and reach revenue goals that you barely dared to dream of, then we're ready to help. Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. And here's the reality. We are here to see you succeed always and forever. And that is why we created each and every one of these courses. To check them out for yourself, read the reviews and look at each course syllabus, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. Anyways, moving on to the next Next question. question. (laughs) My question for Evie and Lindsay is, what is the most difficult season you have gone through in life or business and what have you learned from it? So what have you taken away from that difficulty? Well, dang it, Teresa. That's a good question. I just know that's Teresa because I she (laughs) didn't read your name. That's a hundred percent Teresa. That's Teresa Williams, in case anyone doesn't know. I recognize her her. voice. Hi Teresa, we love you if you're listening to this. Workshop attendee, course student, past coaching student. She came to multiple workshops. I and freaking she coached love with you. Teresa. She coached with me. She, I think she's in the, the photo major. She's in like everything. We love her. Girlfriend? Yeah, we love her. Um, okay. To add, do you want to go? Do you want me to go? How do you want to do this? Uh, I'll, I'll answer. I'll start. The first thing that popped into my head was it, was, it was one of the most difficult seasons of my life, which is, I feel like saying a lot because I've had literal siblings die, but this was still, I would say like one of the most, like it just, oh, it hurt. Um, yeah. But it was the season, I've talked about this before, it was the season after I came back from ministry school in Northern California, I'd moved back home with my parents, moved back in with them, broke up with my very serious boyfriend at the time, who is ironically now my husband. So there's a happy (laughs) ending to that story. But (laughs) but at the time, it was a very messy and extremely painful breakup for both of us. And I had planned to go into politics. So I had a whole career mapped out for me. I had everything lined up for that. And then God kind of closed the door on that. It was just, it was a it was my biggest desert season of everything was stripped from me. All of my friends were off at college. I was living with my parents again in the middle of the country where I had no friends. I was like driving an hour to go to work at a restaurant that I hated where the environment was horrible. And it was, it was like, I had no idea what I was doing with my life. I'd just broken up with like the man that I was still madly in love with. It was just very, very difficult. And the, what, I learned from that season. It was one of the most life-changing seasons for me because it pushed me to the Lord in a way that like it, it, 
it, I truly believe was the season that set me up for the growth and success and like challenges of the following seasons that I've been experiencing since. It was the season that like just my roots with God went deeper than like I ever thought possible. And I thought I had deep roots before that, but it just like, there was nothing in my life. There was no source of like external joy outside of God. And so I turned to him. I was like desperate. I was like, God, I am, life sucks right now. And I just need you. I need you to comfort me. I need you to be with me. And it that dependency upon the Lord was huge for me, especially as things began to like grow in like business and my photography started to take off and I was making decisions to move back across the country to California. And then eventually a few years later, like get back with my ex-boyfriend who is now my husband, like all of this stuff, that foundation with God was so, so... Uh, I can't even compare it to anything. It was it was the number one thing. Like, even though that was the hardest season of my life, if I was asked, like, if God was like, you can go back and erase that season altogether or go back and go through it again, I would choose to go through it again because of how the the fruit that came from being so surrendered and like having my seed buried in the ground where it was dark and freaking cold and everything hurt, but the harvest that came from it was so rich and rewarding. Mm, wow, okay. That was beautiful. <laughs> Mine, I feel like I, maybe the obvious answer is like the season of when I had my miscarriage, but I wouldn't even call it like a season because I feel like I was in like very, very deep grief for about like a month and a half. And then I truly feel like it's not that I, I still don't mourn um, for that baby, but it it there's just like a softening of that season that like, it doesn't hurt the way that it used to, if that makes sense. Mm. And so like, I, I'm not, I'm going to say another season too, that like was difficult, which was last, I would say summer-ish. Yeah. Last like spring, summer, we were in transition from moving to Hawaii to Kansas. And we moved while our house was in Kansas was being renovated, but it took longer than we anticipated. But tip in life, don't, become homeless, like don't move, <laughs> like expecting a renovation to be quick. Cause that's just stupid. Cause that's okay. Great. Um, it's not fun. Um, and so it was taking longer than expected. And then Andrew's brother, who was our contractor, like who was doing most of the work, broke his leg, like badly, like badly. Like he just a year later started walking again. Like it was very bad. Um, mm. and it, it was, like not only difficult for him, Andrew basically took over his job. Even though Andrew's not a contractor, he just was like, Matt was his brother was like the brains and just told Andrew what to do. And then Andrew was like his physical body. And I was also pregnant with Annalise this entire time. So we're, we're basically homeless in theory. I mean, not, not in the sense of like what you think of when you say homeless, but like we didn't have a home. We were living like in our church's house that they rent out to people. We were living with Andrew's mom we were like, kind of like just hopping, but like when you're pregnant and you don't have a place to like hunker down and like make a home, it's, it's rough. And then yeah. also like, just like the disappointment of like month after month expecting our house to be done. And then it just kept going on and on. And I'm also an anagram three and achiever. So like when things like don't get done immediately, I, I have a big problem. <laughs> like I want to control it and I want to like put it, I want it to be done. If you yeah. say you're going to do something, do it. I mean, for yeah. me, like if I say I'm going to do something, I want to do it. So if I'm like doing, so I, yeah. I just, when things go slow, I have problems. Well, uh, I know how slow they go. <laughs> I also think in that season, it was a very, very 
stretching and exhausting season of business for us too. Like there was well, so that, yes. much. I was going to say that too, is like, yeah. not that's what like personal life was. I was going house to house, didn't have my own space, also pregnant, like second trimester pregnant. So you're not like, it's like you're, you're getting going, you're getting larger. <laughs> and, and then also we were literally psychotic in the heart, launching things like, and we lost team members and had to like in the middle of launch launches, trying to like rehire and onboard and train new people. And they weren't doing their jobs well. And our launches, right. like some of them weren't it's going like, as well as they could have. And we were like, it's oh. like that would have been a hard work season if I were in like the perfect house with a home and also pregnant. Like that would have still been very hard, but like to pile on all of those things. I, I feel like I had to lean on the Lord in such a strong visceral way. Like before that, I feel like I had had like a, such a blessing of success in business. And then we, we lived in Hawaii and like we lived by the beach. Like, so like everything, not that it was like life wasn't hard, but it felt like I had business success. I lived in Hawaii, I had friends, like everything was kind of there. And so it, it felt very similar to like what Evie said of like everything stripped from you in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, not that business was stripped from me, but like, it was a very tough season of business. Like we were struggling in a lot of areas and it just, it really opened my eyes to like how much I just needed the Lord. Not, it reminded me of like, don't just rely on the Lord and pray and like really ask him for things and like ask him to help when you're at rock bottom. Like it it reminded me of like, I need this level of desperation with the Lord always. Like I need to be in the word always, not just when it hurts or like when my life is going like in chaos all around me. Um, So that's, I think what like the biggest takeaway for me was, is just like really looking at the Lord as my provision, as my provider, as my uh, center of peace, as like my anchor when there are things in my life that I cannot control. That's so good. Ah, I Mm. love that. Okay, final question. Uh, Let's get to this. I've heard this. Lindsay has not. So let's- I have not. I'm so excited. Okay, you've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? (laughs) What? It's Allie. First of all, yeah, that's that's Allie, our podcast manager. How did she get two questions in this? Okay, love you, Allie. Um, I'm sorry, what? How okay, you, okay, can I sh- wait? Oh, she wait, goes, you've I, been I given questions. an elephant and you can't give I it think- away or sell it. What do you do with it? Okay, can I share what my but, first literal first hold reaction on. was? Was it, is it literally like a real elephant or are we being metaphorical here? No, it's a real elephant. Somebody gives you a, a live, a huge, massive elephant. Can I, can okay. I share what my I first have, thought was? I have, I have thoughts, I have thoughts. Okay, go. Okay, my first thought was turn it into a business. <laughs> I literally was like, how can I monetize that? Can I, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, can like, I yeah, elevate rides? Yes. I was like, elevate like, rides. You can, you, can mar- you can market it be like, bring India to you. Like, and yeah. then have- <laughs> I was like, or, but I don't know if that's like, uh, some people might consider that like animal cruelty. So then I'm like, okay, could it be like, they you consider know, riding elephants animal cruelty? Well, maybe, I, mm, maybe, but they do it in India, right? Maybe I that's I so bad. Whatever. I don't know. We'll, 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 point- that. we'll pretend we didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, my thought was monetize it, like turn it into some sort of business, have it be like the mascot of some like storefront where people come to the store and it's like elephant themed, but then they can like go back and like spend time with the elephant. But bring that into the realm of reality, into your actual life, right? Literally now, where would you put it? (laughs) 
Well, I'd figure that out. It would either be in the country somewhere or figure out if like city ordinances would allow me to put it in like a, like a city space, like in LA and have it be like a world destination where people got literally the number one thing I thought was how can I monetize and turn this into a business? Okay. The, <laughs> the first thing that I genuinely thought of just now when it played is, uh, we bought a zoo. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. And so I, my brain, my brain was like, Oh, I'll start a zoo. And that will be the, ele- like oh. and the, logo, the logo or the name of the zoo will be like the elephant's name. Cause it started the zoo or whatever. And I'll have like a nice little, like perfect land pasture that that movie is just That's so whimsical. A good I think idea. it's mostly the music. It's just so whimsical in that movie. And that is what made me think of it. I was like, oh, I'll be Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson and I'll start a zoo. I have never seen that movie now. I want to see it, but also I love that. What? I I haven't seen so many movies. You know this. No, no, but like, oh, oh, (laughs) my mouth is, okay. I will put it on my list. Lana and I might watch it tonight. How does that make you happy? Please do. It's a very beautiful movie together. Oh my God. Oh, (laughs) okay. There is a beautiful, hold on. There's a beautiful quote in it. Don't tell me anything. Okay. Oh, that's really hard for me because I really like to... I know. You like to tell everything. The minute I say like, I haven't read this book, you're like, let me tell you the whole plot line. (laughs) Okay. There's, there is just, it's just for the listeners now, they know if they've seen it. There's a good quote that has to do with 20 seconds. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Go watch it. Okay. Uh, I love that both of us, can you tell we're serial entrepreneurs when we're literally, we're (laughs) like, you're given an elephant. We're like, turn it into a business. (laughs) Well, okay. She said you can't sell it. Well, that's, that's not selling it. That's, she said you can't sell it or give it away. I mean, we're not selling the elephant. We are selling something. Literally other than turn it, other than turn it into a business profit (laughs) venture. What would you do with it? Like genuinely, what would you do with it? I can see people be like, make it into a pet or have it like, did you, have you ever seen like a pet elephant? Swiss family Robinson, where like they have the elephant help them like tow stuff. And like, it's like a work animal with them. No, guys, that's lame. Use it for monetary profit. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. Well, that friends, wraps up this part of the Q&A. Uh, we have questions left over from the conference that you asked. So let us know if you want to hear a part two, another episode of the conference Q&A. Uh, we had so much fun with this. It was so fun having you on the podcast with us and asking your questions mic to mic. That made me so happy. So if you enjoyed so this good. episode, uh, send us a DM or comment in the Heart and Hustle Facebook group. We just love chatting with you and hearing what you enjoyed. Uh, let us know what you would do with that elephant. Please send yeah, me a literally, <laughs> we'll know We'll know that you listened to this episode when you send us like elephant gifts and also like yes. what you would do with the elephant. Yes, or we want to hear it. Share this, share this to your story and just say what you would do with an elephant. And then people will be like, WTF, what are they talking about? And they'll just they'll be like, listen to the episode. <laughs> we love it. Subtle plug there. Anyways, we love you so much. We will see you on the next episode and go kick some booty in the meantime.